I V M. Hello, welcome back to another episode of This Round is on Me. Can you believe that it's already June 2022? And I know I'm committing a cardinal sin here by mentioning the date in a podcast because hey, these episodes are out for eternity and meant to be heard anytime. But there's a reason I did this. So June is also known as Pride Month in the US, but now the world over, and it's all about celebrating inclusivity, diversity, and and much more. And you know, we as employers or organizations must, to start with, have an employee policy that supports inclusivity and diversity. Um, but you know, I've been thinking about it, and I just feel that it's time to do a little bit more than just that. uh you know and it is our responsibility to show that we truly are sort of you know walking the talk and that we are allies to the community in more respects than just an employee policy so i'm so excited to share that this month you know at max street toppings which is our pizza delivery brand we actually created the pride box so all our pizzas being delivered this month are going to be in the pride uh pizza box and from our other brand which is uh, our bakery max street bread co we have our pride gruffin which has made a comeback this year which again just celebrates and reminds people to be inclusive and celebrate love now back to today's guest who by the way actually is also focused on diversity and inclusivity from a gender perspective i'm so thrilled to have her on the show it's abha bakaya You know, Abha is a career business journalist, news anchor, editor, writer, and producer, and she's worked for major networks like NDTV Profit, ET Now, Bloomberg TV. Um, you know, she was the lead anchor for Bloomberg TV India, where she hosted the Morning Market News, and you know, created the highly rated shows on entrepreneurship, um, including E Inc. and Rising Stars. She's known for being one of the most versatile television anchors and having also hosted and produced signature shows like Boss's Day Out and Gadget Guru to Zig Wheels. So, why is she on the show today? Because she's also the founder of Ladies Who Lead, which is a community that empowers, enables and encourages women leaders who are inspired to do more with their careers. So, join us after a quick break and um I'll have Abha joining me on the show. Welcome to the show Abha it's so great to have you here and thank you for making the time It's great to be on your show Gauri and uh, especially chatting uh, with a good friend first thing <laughs> in the morning so it's a treat Amazing so listen let's jump right into it and um, you know I want to hear all about what went behind this fantastic community that you've built called ladies who lead so you know you've been a tv journalist for the longest time so how on earth did you know the idea come about for ladies who lead so i've always been a people's person and i think that naturally of course uh, you know plays into my work as a career journalist and i'm always meeting people uh, learning stories and their journeys and in the process of that i met some very interesting women leaders who suggested that there was a need for women to really come together and i was skeptical at first actually because i just thought that you know everyone's busy and and you know would people really take out the time but 
more than ever before we find that uh, there is definitely a space uh, for women leaders who want to meet like-minded peers um you know who are looking to be stimulated to grow further regardless of where they are in their career journey and we are actually you know continuing to see more and more members coming into the club which is it's just a validation of what we're actually creating here yeah you know i mean uh, i've actually i've been you know part of it since i've been following what you've been doing very much since the beginning and uh, and i know that you know what you're doing what you what you've built today is very different from how you started out and it's been a a great evolution of the program so you know just sort of again going back to the the sort of idea behind lwl there are two schools of thought you know about highlighting your gender when defining your role you know like referring to yourself as a female chef or women entrepreneurs etc right so do you ever feel like it's counterintuitive to be fighting a woman's corner to bring greater equality but yet highlighting that someone is a woman so as to differentiate you know what do you feel so i i think you're bang on in terms of uh, the fact that we do need to use more uh, uh, inclusive language in terms of how we you know sort of uh, refer to people going forward and that's that's definitely a global phenomenon but at the same time and i agree with you we're a club of leaders i think our name in itself suggests that it's open to uh, uh, the women gender but you know we are a platform that engages with men they're not necessarily members but in terms of uh, our members having access to leaders regardless of gender as long as they can help or facilitate their growth that's what's important we also have members who bring in um partners or you know family members to a certain event where we do have guests allowed uh, mm-hmm. you know when they feel that they're going to be supportive or can contribute to the conversation so you know i agree with you on that front and i think we're definitely on that on the other hand i think that it's still Uh, a long way to go especially in uh, india which is still developing on many fronts and uh, these conversations while they may take place in certain high level meetings uh, for the larger you know majority of people it's still a long way to go before they feel that they are on an even footing if we're talking mm-hmm. about equal opportunity you know i feel that you know while we do encourage uh, our members to think beyond gender and to think more about how they can you know fit a certain role or access a certain opportunity but they still are coming across certain biases you know so we don't ignore that i think we find ways to deal with it and move past it so you know one thing i love is uh, your linkedin profile states that your philosophy is based on the principle that nobody approaches a business to fulfill a desire to part with their money you know and just give it to anyone but that they're really looking to see what value they can you know that they can get out of it right so uh, like i said i've been a member you know for some time now and i personally i've loved you know all the events that you guys curate i can't always take part but you know and even like you said the caliber of the network and the membership right so what specifically do you feel you know lwl does differently from other communities out there you know which are also women centric but what is it what nail have you hit on the head when it comes to what you guys are doing so gauri firstly i think the word value is really important here and and by the way we love it when you do engage and i have seen you at, at you know some of our events and you know it's it's fabulous and you've also been a speaker of course in, in our early journey uh, you know you also shared many nuggets from your success story 
Um, we were very conscious that members uh, should feel that they are involved, that this is a community that's really about them and that they're able to take home whatever they feel is adding to their individual or professional growth. We have a really unique mix of ingredients here and I think it all comes together. There are, you know, there's of course fabulous curation in terms of the kind of events and also experiences we put together. So it's a mix of talks, it's a mix of workshops, experiences. The idea is that you can mix work and play. Uh, so you can learn on a field trip to a winery, you could meet a specialist at a factory, you could have a soft killing workshop, you could have a NFT workshop. So, uh, you know, we cover a, quite a gamut of, uh, of topics and, and the entire spectrum. We're very consistent in that we almost have 80 things scheduled for the year across Delhi, Bombay, yeah. and slowly now we're building in Bangalore. So we also have members, in fact, who are writing into us from other cities, Ahmedabad, Surat, Raipur, who just want to be part of it. They travel mm. now and then, but more than that, they just want to be part of this, you know, really powerful community of leaders and uh, tap into some of the resources, the stimulating conversation, and then, of course, engage with these members as and when, whether it's one-on-one, whether it's in peer groups, so we've started LWL Bond, which is uh, where, you know, it allows for our Titan members to come together in smaller groups of six or seven, eight, have their own goal setting meetings. We have a lot of special offers so that, you know, if they do want to meet up in certain, you know, premium settings, we have offers for them at Forum, Taj. If they want to get away or travel together, we try and facilitate, you know, nice packages for them. So we really look after our members. That's for sure. I can vouch for that. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the show. Um, you know, I, I really do uh, think you've created something they incredible. They should have the best. Thank yeah. you. And they should yes. have it's the It's time best. to be spoiled, right? Yeah. We have to spoil exactly. ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting that you're saying people have been reaching out and I can completely see why, you know, with obviously seeing what, what you guys are doing that, you know, more people want to be a part of this, right? But um, on the flip side, I want to kind of tell you this sort of a small anecdote of this friend, a dear friend of mine, actually, who's extremely bright. She's a successful founder in her field. And just the other day, I was encouraging her to, you know, put herself out there more. And uh, since she's been quite shy about it, and she's hesitant to talk about about herself too much on social media, you know, and one of the things that I told her was that, you know, you have to think about it differently, right? It's not a vanity project just to become famous, but rather about, you know, it's almost like a social responsibility to share what you've learned over the years, right? You know, whether in the capacity of a businesswoman or a subject expert or even on a personal front, right? And I think, you know, that's what I see happening with a lot of the, you know, people that you invite to speak to the members. And I just thought it was really interesting that even someone who I really look up to and I think is highly intelligent needs this kind of cajoling, right? So what are some of the, like, challenges that you've seen with women entrepreneurs uh, because you're obviously working with people who've already, you know, made that choice and come on board to become members, right? So how do you kind of, um, you know, how are you sort of addressing this to people who are still reluctant or not quite sure how to navigate this space? So our membership, firstly, at the moment, you know, we are open access in the sense that, of course, there's a there's a natural vetting, but we do invite people to take membership in the sense we're still new. You can you can choose whether you want to be a Titan or a Victoria member. I mean, we might, you know, help you decide. 
uh, depending on you know your profile or what you're looking for. Sorry, can but, I interrupt um, just to ask? Can you yeah. take us through the difference um, between the two? Yeah, yeah. So we have Victoria membership and Titan membership. Victoria members uh, are have access to almost everything. They are a little bit more inclined to, of course, also you know have more in-depth workshops, learning. You know, a little bit more programming attention is also given towards that and they all of course we also mix that up as i mentioned with a lot of the experiences and and fun things we just did a workshop in bombay for instance which was a mix of uh, building your own brand identity personal brand as well as mm. you know soft skills and then your social media uh, you know and we we helped you know we, we took linkedin profile pictures on ground and you know and it was very highly interactive our titan members uh, so so victoria are a mix of you know, all our members are a mix of industries, of course. So Victoria, we also have a lot of uh, people from different creative fields, you know, and many people who are really trying to build their own individual strengths or businesses. Right. Uh, Titans, by definition, are, you know, slightly more established. They are usually members who've already been working or running their business, you know, for about a decade or so. So, you know, by definition, they just are, you know, more senior. And uh, we do have, you know, a, a fair amount of exclusive things that we do for our Titans. So we've kicked off bonds for Titans, of course. We have a quarterly soiree, which is always at a very premium networking venue. Our gifting partners, you know, or, or offers obviously will be larger for, for the Titan members because it's a more premium membership. And uh, going forward, for example, we you know, we have a breakfast coming up with Roshni Nader, which will be exclusive for Titan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have a visit to the Merck factory in Pune, which is a highly curated trip with, uh, you know, off-roading, with a stay at the Ritz, etc. So that's also, you know, more exclusive for Titans. It's, it, they may not be, um, in the sense, we are more selective on what we curate for the Titans, but we ensure it's a uber-exclusive experience. And, of course, they have access otherwise to everything. And uh, all our members have access to our events. So, for instance, uh, roundtables and, um, you know, Expresso are slightly yeah. more... Uh, learning-oriented events. Expresso is more for founders, roundtables are more for industry heads. And uh, then we have a whole bunch of experiences and talks and things which are just appealing to everyone. But to answer your question, I think that, you know, apart from, of course, what we are are catering to in terms of programming, we also have a very, very personalized team. And Mm -hmm. they spend a lot of time talking to our members. Uh, We are inclusive. We pride ourselves on that. Our members come from all walks of life. And we want to ensure that they're comfortable in this space. It is meant to be a safe space for them. So, for example, we had a couple of members who joined who are a little shy, you know. And I think that for me, it was an interesting uh, takeaway because the fact that they joined shows you that they're making that first step forward towards wanting to meet others, right? And we really do what we can to ensure whether it's personalized scores, interacting with them at the event, introducing them to others, trying to find out if they're looking for something specific. We spend that time with them. Uh, so this isn't something where you just kind of sign on and you're just there and, you know, mm. go for like an event in a year. It's not like that. It's, it's, it's actually a very personalized uh, community. Yeah, you know, and you know what? WhatsApp groups can be really intimidating as well, like, right? Like you don't you don't want to say anything and sound stupid in front of like all these people. But uh, I think that, you know, again, I think it's really important, like you said, that people are made to feel comfortable and not just, it's not just about like increasing the numbers and scaling the program, you know, without that. No, sort of- no, we're definitely, and you know, our chief mentors are Ditya Ghosh, as you know, and, and yeah. we're definitely all about, 
uh, building something that's authentic. Uh, we're not in in that uh, in that sort of race yeah. to kind of um, you know we want to grow meaningfully. Exactly. And um, you know, and we want to grow to create larger impact. The yeah. idea is that when we come together as a collective, as a voice, that's when we have the power to really make a difference a lot of the the men in leadership and there are a lot more men in leadership of course as we know but they're able to influence you know the way things are yeah. done in the ecosystem because they're in that position of authority tomorrow when we you know cumulatively together also have more influence it will lead to larger impact absolutely i think quality over quantity for sure has always worked so you know there's a need for networking now more than ever and you know also for women entrepreneurs I do see that as an issue where, you know, there's reservations also for them to take time out to do this, you know, time away from family and work, etc. and engage in events and networking. But do you feel that that's changed post pandemic? Or, you know, how do you sort of see this, um, these initiatives? Or what are you doing to what initiatives are you all doing to create awareness? And, and how do you kind of sort of convince people in a way that, you know, making that effort is of value? Right. So I think that there's definitely been a huge move towards everyone wanting to step out post-March. You know, we definitely saw, in fact, Feb itself, because we had our uh, solo yeah, match absolutely. in February and there was, a, there was a massive turnout. So I think people were just itching to, to step out. I know, of course, a lot of people are traveling and on the move. But, you know, we have, it's an annual membership where there is uh, so much stuff during the year. And I think, like I said, we also allows in certain events for people to also bring in you know like for example some people may not want to leave their partner at home but a lot of women do by the way they're really happy to have a girl's night <laughs> yeah that would be so, me <laughs> so, like, bye bye. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a couple of members who you know enjoy coming for a conversation over cocktails with uh, with their partner you know so it's uh, you know so they don't feel then that they're having to kind of leave them at home or something. So that's fine. But people make the time, Gauri. I think that when they realize that mm, there is a takeaway, that they're meeting like-minded peers, they're gaining connections, you know, they're meeting people. They they also, the event's beautifully curated in the sense. So, you know, they they thoroughly enjoy the experience as well. I think all of it comes together. So we do find that people make the time to come. I think you know, and, and like I said, we, we try and diversify and have a mix of everything so that you can always choose what you feel is uh, more interesting for you. Sure. So before we start sort of talking about the business aspect of, you know, building a community like this, what would be your top three tips to be an effective networker? So I, um, I mean, showing up is, I guess, the first step, but then what? <laughs> showing up, I think people underplay the importance of perception and uh, your overall how you come across so you know if you do pay a little bit of attention to how you present yourself before you're going somewhere where you know you may be meeting people that you want to connect with that's a little important and then of course you know you always should have in mind maybe a couple of conversation starters if you do get two minutes let's say with somebody who you know I, I see a lot of people huddle with you know CEOs for example if they've just come off after giving a talk, just come off the stage after giving a talk. Now, that's probably the worst time because honestly, then and, and you probably know this story, they're never going to actually keep your card, okay? And, you know, at the most, sometimes they'll tell you, sure, email me, we'll follow up. But they're surrounded at that time. It's not right. going to happen. But if you get a moment with them, let's say when they're a little bit more relaxed, 
right? You have just two minutes to capture their attention. So, <laughs> so I think it's important to think about what your ask is. You know, a mm. lot of people tend to kind of go into these things with a very vague description of, and I think they're just kind of hoping that someone will just solve everything for them. It doesn't work, you know. So take it piece by piece. And similarly, sometimes if, for instance, if you're just networking with a peer and you're getting to know someone, ease into it. You might want to ease into it with talking about something just like around you. That's, you know, maybe the drinks or the talk or whatever. Other times you might want to ask them a couple of general questions, get an idea of what they do or, you know, what their area of interest is before you match it to yours. So, mm. yeah. Great. That is definitely, I can definitely uh, vouch for that, that be sort of prepared and have a, a value ask in a way, not just sort of, um, you know, make polite conversation. Yeah. Let's talk about ladies who lead the business, right? So, you know, you started your career as a news anchor and, you know, made a mark in the industry. But how did that experience, if at all, prepare you or contribute to your, your being an entrepreneur now, right? Because this is, at the end of the day, it does have a business uh, side to it as well, right? Absolutely. So I, I don't think I ever thought that I, I would become an entrepreneur. I think it came as a surprise to me as well. Uh, I think that's been a, it's, you know, while I've interviewed so many entrepreneurs in my career, I think it was, it was a, has been and will continue to be a learning graph for me. Uh, you know, I think it's been great to have some fabulous supporters, mentors, investors, partners, you know, who've been instrumental in terms of insight or adding value to how we build this. Uh, we are committed to, you know, we're really committed to scaling this and um, building this and for the reasons that I mentioned. So how did my work play into this? I think um, maybe more from the aspect of picking up different things from different people and applying them here. Mm. I think it's interesting when you have to apply it yourself. Sometimes things make sense in a different way or you realize, you know, you know, when, when, when somebody was, maybe mentioning like somebody very early in my um, this is before I was an entrepreneur someone once said to me dude you have to literally like pull out all the, stop, all the stops you have to use every single connection play every hand that you've got you know and it's true like yeah. I, yeah, that time I, I that time I thought to myself what nonsense like you know because when you're <laughs> when you're a professional you're in a bubble right yeah and uh you may know how business works in the sense you speak to business leaders, you're talking about it, you're asking the tough questions, but you're in your bubble, right? right? But when you're on the other side... It's a safe space, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a different kind of safe space, yeah. <laughs> when you're on the other side, you suddenly got a hustle. Hustle, you know? exactly. <laughs> so you have yeah. to leave that ego at home and, uh, and you know, and, but I, I have to say I've been very lucky because I've, I find that I've had a lot of warmth from the ecosystem even my professional ecosystem recognizing mm -hmm. that it is tough to kind of go out there and also try to do something on your own so you sure. know I don't know if they're bemused or uh or that. <laughs> well I mean no I think I think you know you firstly had you have access to so many sort of great minds just because of what you do in your professional capacity and uh, you know there's so much that you can just learn from what you know talking to people right and, uh, and and like you said applying that but I think one of the key things and especially because you are sort of juggling between these two roles uh, is that you you need a truly you know great 
team behind you, right? And you do have a fantastic team. How did you go about building this team, right? Like you, you're kind of in startup mode. So where did you start? And, you know, what functions for you were a priority, you know, and how has that evolved over time since you launched? So I think our, by the way, I love my team. I yeah. adore them. They are all people. I love your team, team as well. Wow, yeah. <laughs> really, they really are. And I think that uh, we're a very tight team. We kind of, um, you know, everyone is is sort of involved in, in building this out. And we're all leaders, I, I you know, every single one of us. And um, so I think it started from, of course, the core would have been content and curation because that's my strength. And uh, then we kind of, I met my strategy head in Batma Malvika. And, uh, you know, that brought in more strength on sort of shaping out the projections, you know, the practicalities, the business plan. I built relationships with Anisha Ditti in Bombay. As you know, we, we kind of had, you know, crossed paths on a previous project in a, you know, in, in one lifetime. And we kind of came together for this. And they helped to build out both, you know, programming content, membership, partnership you know all of it really and uh, then I moved to Delhi during COVID and we also have really strengthened our team here so our sales team sits out of Delhi primarily and uh, then of course since I'm taking names I must mention uh, Rochita because she's actually the one of the you know founding team members and Priyam who also you know really spearheads the, the brand identity uh, for LWL. Yeah no it's amazing and I think uh, like you said strategy is very key just to sort of when you're starting out, right? Um, but you've also been funded uh, recently, which is fantastic, you know, and that too by a man, you know, which is amazing. So, you know, take us through that journey and, you know, what, if any, were some of the challenges or was it relatively easy for you? So, you know, what I love about the way Maldika and I think is that we we are very agile and we pivot very quickly. And, you know, that's something which I think I enjoy as a personality because I enjoy change but it's also a challenge for someone who's usually used to structure and mm. and you know and so on so you know you you start off and you think that everything is going to happen exactly as you planned it and then <laughs> welcome to yeah. entrepreneur life yeah. right yeah. <laughs> I call I called up a friend once he's also a member the extension she's great she's always been so helpful and I called her once and I said something something and I you know this is happening and this is happening and I don't understand she goes babe this is how it is. This is entrepreneurship. Welcome, you know. <laughs> so, no, I think when we started, we initially reached out to our immediate network. And we got, like, everyone was very encouraging, like I mentioned. But we probably, we, we, we were reaching out to more serious investors because those are the people I knew. I think because we were still a baby, we had to mm-hmm. just start. You know, we just had to start. Like, like you said, while I'd been informally engaging with the community we only started membership in september 2020 we probably started speaking to investors three four months before that before we realized that let's just take the plunge only then will you know there be a little bit more to go on you know in terms of showing the metrics and conversations sure. uh, but we started membership and just honestly all the investors came like this uh, wow. yeah i think it just came together aditya and i have known each other of course since since the start of our careers, when I first interviewed him, you know, and he was still a lawyer back in the day. So we know each other since then. And um, so I think there was a natural comfort factor, but he's also very driven towards impact and diversity. And mm-hmm. I think that was a natural fit for him. And he's been instrumental, of course, in, you know, taking us from how we started to really 
uh, helping us shape this into you know a larger offering you know which we started to roll out this january and um, in july in fact we're also going to be launching our tie up with both the uh, curb fellowship as well as seva so for every member that joins there's a contribution towards uh, the women at seva who are you know involved in skilling and you know creating products and entrepreneurship and for our titan members there will also be a larger association with the current fellowship and mentoring these young girls who are mm-hmm. looking to now Amazing. you know yeah graduate and move into careers so we're also going to be doing that and of course i must say you know we've got founder investors like um, neha motwani gazal kalra vinithi saraf and honestly it was their belief that gave us the courage to also kick off mm-hmm. um because um, you know having your own peer group you know take that chance on you is really the best feeling i'm sure you know and so speaking of sort of associations and um collaborations like you've talked about we've collaborated and you know launched my second podcast which is women on top in india and uh, and like you said i also just sort of took a chance and and reached out to you and um, you know it was very serendipitous so you know as you know the show focuses on successful women entrepreneurs and their journeys and i'm really you know chuffed to have lwl be a partner and and it is a great fit you know what are some of the things that you look at while deciding whom to collaborate with and you know whether it's for your events or or otherwise but well, we love what you do gauri we love uh, you know everything that you uh, embody as well in terms of as an entrepreneur as uh, you know someone who's a leading figure in the community and in terms of some of these conversations uh, that you're building out you know you've also created so many multiple uh, brands and and wonderful experiences with with your restaurants and it was a natural fit we didn't even have to think about it you know and i think that what works for us i think is is relationships and partnerships we really believe in building these out if you see that a lot of our partners are people that we've been working with for a long time or even the new partners or relationships that we build you know we go into it with the idea of really you know continuing with it long long term, term yeah 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 so you know we're looking i think it's it's more in terms of stakeholders who are also filled with the same purpose mm-hmm. uh, as we are yeah you know you've talked about this uh, you mentioned this earlier you've had some amazing mentors and advisors you know including your investor aditya how important is it for entrepreneurs to have a mentor or advisor as a startup and how do you even go about finding the right one yeah i think it's really important for people to understand that you need a chemistry with your mentor i think people sometimes uh, blindly approach people for so called mentorship but what they really want are just connect career advisor yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i think you know there you're then wasting that mentor's time as well see these are very busy people and mm-hmm. uh, but they are willing to take out that time for something that they find they can contribute to or add value to um so so in order for that to happen there just there needs to be a synergy there needs to be you know some kind of chemistry so, so it's really about that you you need a lot of people and different people will give you different advice targets takeaways you need a lot of people and that's an ongoing thing but for someone to be invested in your journey i think that's someone who you find yourself catching a cup of coffee with frequently consistently you know whether it's every you know 2 3 months whether it's even twice a year but you know when you have those conversations it really feeds back into your business and you do more with it you know i remember aisha just square told me this uh, she was um, head of morgan stanley as you know and she she passed away from cancer but she brilliant woman 
so respected in her industry globally. Three kids, you know, much loved. And she said, she said, you have to find a mentor. She said, you have to find two, three mentors. You know, find a couple of mentors. Like, you know, but you will need a mentor to guide you. And she said, she, she said, my mentors were all men. And she said, that's okay. It can be mm. men, it can be women. Right? That's totally fine. But you need to find that person who will help to open doors, to open your mind as to, you know, possibilities and, uh, you know, to be a, to be invested in your journey. Yeah. I mean, I guess you just have to start somewhere and start yeah. having conversations, right? That's yeah. a start. Um, yeah, people, is, yeah, sorry. sorry no, go ahead. People, enjoy, people enjoy being part of something amazing. Yeah. You know, this is what I mean by chemistry. They have to feel that, you know, that there's magic being created here. So this is yeah. an intangible, I don't know how to articulate it. No, I mean, it makes complete sense. I think the bigger challenge is, you know, if you are creating something amazing and you're able to communicate that, that's that's one thing. But I think finding, like, where do you even start to find someone, right? Like, how do you... How do you kind of, you know, go about sort of reaching out? And I think one of the ways could even be, you know, attending sessions that like you guys do. Absolutely. And, you know, that's because you invite a lot of people who may not be part of the membership cohort, but, you know, come as as guests yeah. or, you know, presenters yeah. or panelists or whatever. And I think you just have to keep your eyes and ears open and, and you, you just Absolutely. never know what sticks, right? Absolutely. And wherever we can help you make a connection, we do that as well. And yes, I, I think that, where it's seamless and everyone kind of forms those bonds that also works beautifully yeah wow so much uh, amazing stuff and really inspiring and lots of food for thought but we're going to take a quick break before we enter the last segment of the show so stay tuned Okay, we're back with Ava and uh, really, I mean, I'm I'm really sort of uh, so, so inspired by what you've done. And I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm like, I'm just excited about it. And I'm constantly telling people that you have to become a member, which I'm also going to do at the end of the show. But before that, I'm going to completely go off track now and, uh, you know, ask you things that are not LWL related, starting with, and this is with my restaurant cap on, what is your favorite comfort food? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, peanut butter sandwich. Peanut okay, butter sandwich thank you for not saying kitchri yeah. <laughs> like everybody else on my show. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, what's a great book you've read in the recent past or podcast or anything uh, you've um, come across? You know, can I just like defy the, the norm here and say, like, I grew up with fiction. Right. I was a bookworm. I used to read like I could read three books a day and I just used to read and read and read. Didn't you do a creative um, writing course as well, by the way? I did, yeah. I did. I went to Columbia for a creative writing course. I had a screenwriting course. I loved it. It was so amazing. So, you know, I think for me, that's my passion. Getting immersed into stories. And I mean, I, I read some of the, the new things that, you know, the new books that authors are coming out with today and the kind of literature uh, you know, it's it's phenomenal. So I don't have a favorite off the top of my head, but I'd say fiction. Like I'm, I'm not going to quote a biography today. I would just say, <laughs> no, I'm know, not asking it from a, oh, where can I get 10 like life lessons from? No, no, please. It can just be a fun uh, yeah. weekend read. It could be anything, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, anything you've read sort of that you've enjoyed and recommend. Yeah, I think lately, I think I've also been into a little bit of spiritual books and something like Om Swami has a series of books um, if anyone wants to look up. And they're very easy to read in the sense mm-hmm. that, you know, it's um, his own story is fascinating. He's somebody who went abroad, made his millions, 
gave it up overnight came back and set up this ashram and he's like in his 40s when he when he did this it wasn't like some old guru so his style of writing is also you know very light Simple. but very yeah. poignant yeah great you know what what's one of the best investments you've made in your journey it sounds like your creative writing course but <laughs> no if you know anything anything that uh, that you feel really kind of um, you look back at and feel added value so i think you know when i read this question of yours i was like oh my god what to say but it actually comes to me really naturally i think um, of course you can keep doing courses and those kind of things um so i was with a channel which was partnered with bloomberg international and we were i was with the channel for a very long time but the tie up with bloomberg finished and so and the channel also soon after was dissolved so i had kind of not jumped into something else immediately i thought let me take some time out i'd been with them almost seven years or, or, or something like that and um, you know there was so much you're, you're kind of buying with a little bit of guilt because you think that oh my god like I've taken like this holiday year but, <laughs> but when I look back I think I must have used all my savings at the time to kind of travel I extensively traveled but I also that's the time when I set up ABA and I started to you know build LWL without knowing what I was doing but that's when it started that was the birth of it So when I look back today all of those conversations and this kind of encapsulates everything we've been talking about mm-hmm. because all the all the people that I think had believed in me you know for whom it may not have been clear in that moment but they never made me feel like that they always had that full confidence in me I know when I look back that I must have sounded like I wasn't clear but <laughs> you know that they had full confidence and they spent so much time with me um guiding me i i have so many meetings which may not have led somewhere separately for business development but today i realized gave me so many insights learning you mm-hmm. know which i'm able to carry forward today so i would just say that anything you do and this is what you know one of my colleagues gautam gulati he always says that he says nothing is a waste of time everything yeah. you do as long as it's with a purpose or so you're trying to you know if even if it doesn't happen at that time you'll find that that learning will help you later so you just have to keep at it keep at it the key is to just actively continue to try and engage and build yourself absolutely you know we've talked about your role models and mentors so you know other than aditya is there anyone else that you sort of any one person or two people or anything that you um kind of want to give a shout out to <laughs> well my dad my dad is uh, MD Sarovar Hotels. It's a company management firm that he built himself. They're actually um, India's largest, uh, you know, hotel brand. Like the, mm-hmm. uh, in you know, in terms in the middle segment especially. And uh, they are. Uh, I mean, he's completely self-made. So when I see his journey, and we traveled a lot when we were younger, we actually grew up abroad. So we spent our early years moving around a lot. I've changed like thirteen schools. We jumped around constantly. Wow. So you know, he comes with a zest for life. He cycles. uh he's a you know he's in you know and he's in his 60s he cycles 100 kilometers every weekend he travels he still travels probably 20 days a month i don't know how he does it uh you know <laughs> he wakes up at 4 and meditates and and uh, his whole routine i can still barely wake up at you know i won't i won't say what time so <laughs> i think when you're talk, talking about leadership and excellence and discipline and um you know and humility for me he would be the ultimate role model amazing um what's your definition of success i think for me it would be impact mm-hmm. i think um people have, I, and i know that that may not 
I'm not sure yet how best to uh, how best you would measure it. Uh, I think sometimes impact is felt, sometimes mm-hmm. impact is seen, sometimes impact can be quantifiable, but it would be impact. So heading towards that gradually, <laughs> working on it. And finally, what's your message? And at the risk of saying this to women entrepreneurs? <laughs> no, it's good you ask because honestly, I just feel there are so many amazing women out there doing some brilliant things. And I just say to everyone, it doesn't matter how small, how big, it it matters that you're creating. It matters that you're part of the bigger whole, you know, and you are contributing. You know, it, it, all of these things, it's an energy exchange. It's the day you're making something, someone else is buying it tomorrow. Uh, you know, you're going to want a resource. They're going to offer it, you know, but everyone is, you know, today, I think finding ways to, better themselves, engage with the community, you know, and I, and I just think that it's phenomenal. So I, I don't see any lack of women leaders. I'm going to say women leaders because we're, we're talking about it, you know, in that context. But I just think we're going to see more and more uh, people who are less shy in talking about it and talking about what they do. Because whatever it is, they should be proud of it. You bake a cake at home, you should be proud of it. I cannot bake a cake. And your husband definitely <laughs> That not. makes two of yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, your enthusiasm is infectious, truly. And um, I'm so excited for everything you guys have done and are going to do. So um, I really wish you all the very best. And um, yeah, and we'll definitely see each other soon. Thank you, Gauri. Thank you so much for the support, the encouragement. And we look forward to, of course, seeing you soon and continuing to have you as a part of us as LWL. Amazing. I know I sound like I was having a fangirl moment throughout the show, but I really have to admit as a member of many different forums, including some which are also focused on women specifically, Ladies Who Lead has really stood out for me for the caliber of the membership network, programming and overall value addition. And I can see from my conversation with Abha today that there is a real purpose and belief behind what she's trying to build. And I would highly recommend that if you're a woman in business in India listening in, you should explore their website, which is www.ladieswholead.in. The bottom line is nobody's going to invest in us if we don't invest in ourselves. So what are you waiting for? I hope you enjoyed tuning in today. Do catch the earlier episodes when you get a chance. And more importantly, I would love to hear from you with your thoughts on the show. You can find me on Instagram at Gauri Devideal or on Twitter at Gory Details or LinkedIn. Either way, sit back and relax because this round is on me.